church, it's good to be together. Feliz Navidad, happy Thanksgiving, I love it. Uh, today is the first Sunday of Advent. We are officially counting down to Christmas. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I found that I had a ton to be thankful for this last week. Let's see, I was thankful for my mom. Last Thanksgiving, we were down in Nashville because she was uh, getting some work done at the hospital at Vandy, so I'm glad she was back in my home where she belonged for Thanksgiving. I was thankful for my marriage and my kids. I will say one of the things that has filled my week with thankfulness is for how God has blessed this church in this last year. God has really blessed us. And so, uh, amen. I hope, I hope that you are experiencing uh, that blessing today. Um, let's see, we're kicking off a new series today. It's going to be fun. Do you hear what I hear is the question we're asking. Uh, you may know that song. Do you hear what I hear? Don't worry, I won't sing the whole thing. Uh, but this series is sort of about that question. We're going to stop and really listen to some of the songs that fill this season. I love Christmas carols, and I love that during this season, Christmas carols are everywhere I go. They're at Bojangles, they're at McDonald's, and those are basically the only two places I go. But I hear, from what I hear, that Christmas carols are also being played at places you high-class people go as well, like Starbucks or the mall or something like that. I love it that the music is everywhere. And these songs have stood the test in time, uh, not just because they're musically beautiful, but also because they capture the message that we want to remember and engage with in Christmas. And so I'm excited about this series. I think it's going to be some fun. We're going to have some fun along the way as we focus in on these songs. I think it's going to be, for some of us, it's going to be a good review of the big truths of our faith. Because what you're gonna discover about Christmas carols is there are big ideas in these songs. They are not just sort of kind of trite, simple songs. And for some of us, it'll be a, a, a good review of some of the big truths that you already know. For some of us, it might be an introduction to these big truths. Maybe you hadn't realized what the song was saying before, and you'll get introduced to it in this series. Uh, for all of us, I hope that this series is an invitation to an experience of spiritual blessing. A blessing that'll go with you, not just on Sundays, but every day of the whole Christmas season. I hope that that is what happens. I hope that you experience a blessing that actually works into your life. Because I feel like we live in a world and we live lives that need some blessing. There always seems to be a fresh tragedy. Last Last Thanksgiving, it was my mom uh, down at Vandy. This Thanksgiving, my uncle was in a hospital in Columbus, and Ed was in a hospital in Knoxville, and maybe you know somebody who is grieving or hurting or on death's door, or maybe you're grieving a loved one who recently passed. I've done a ton of funerals this year, so I know a lot of people that are facing a first Thanksgiving without a loved one 
we always need a blessing, don't we? Maybe you're looking wider, you're thinking, you know, last week we had the, the shooting at Club Q, and so you're thinking about your loved ones who are in the LGBTQ community who now feel unsafe and a little unsettled because of that. Or maybe you're thinking of the shooting just two days later at Walmart, and you're thinking of your loved ones who shop at Walmart and who now feel a little less safe and a little unsettled because of that. And you just sort of realize that everywhere you turn, you see a world that needs a blessing. And you live a life that needs a blessing too. And so what we're going to do in this series and and kind of focusing today especially is we're going to kind of try to uncover a simple spiritual practice that could actually serve as a blessing to you this whole season long. And so if you need a blessing, maybe you would just say, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And it's not a very complicated spiritual practice, like you might have even heard of it, but I do want you to say, if you were to learn to do what we're going to talk about today, it is a reliable way to experience the blessing of God in your life. It it, it works, if you want to put it that way. And the spiritual practice I'm talking about is just the practice of listening. Just the practice of listening. And especially of listening to Jesus. Um, This is always a good spiritual practice, not just in the Christmas season. Uh, The first chapter of Proverbs is basically all about listening. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. Let the discerning get guidance. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to grace your head, a chain to adorn your neck. And the Bible is filled with reminders to God's people to listen to God, to listen to God's word, to listen to God's son. But this season, I think that for many of us, the discipline of listening might be especially fruitful because there's so much to listen to. I went to the Christmas tree lighting last night in downtown Johnson City. A bunch of you did too. Our choir sang. It was fantastic. And then after the fact, I was walking around. They have the light poles downtown rigged up to play Christmas music. And so if you'll just listen, there's the message of Christ all around you. It's like I said, it's in Bojangles. It's in McDonald's and and the mall and on the radio and in the worship service. And if you're not a fan of Christmas music, I apologize. I know for those who don't like Christmas music, this season can be downright overwhelming. Even if you are a fan, though, there's just so much of it. It can be easy to tune out. But what if instead, if you wanted a blessing this Christmas, what if you decided to listen to it? And that's what we're going to do in this series. Each week, we're going to listen to one of these great songs of Christmas. This week, the song we're going to listen to is actually a song about listening. Hark the herald angels sing. Hark is just a fancy word for listen. Glory to the newborn king. Listen. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconcile. Listen. 
Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. Listen, with angelic hosts proclaim. Some of you knew like four bars ago that I'd started too high and I was going to be in trouble. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan started smirking at me the first Hark the head, the first hark. He was like, oh man, with angelic, with angelic host proclaim. Thank you, thank you. Christ is born in Bethlehem. Listen, hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. That verse is most directly drawing on one of the most famous parts of the Christmas story. Luke chapter 2, just after Mary has had the baby and the baby's in the manger and mother and child are resting from the birth and Joseph is sitting there not sure what to do with himself, Luke jumps from the manger scene outside to the edge of town. He says there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night and an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly... A great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Hark the herald angels sing. We don't have to wonder if the shepherds harked what the herald angels sang because they, they did it, right? They immediately jumped up and did just what the angel told them to do. We know they were listening. But this song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, it is not just a recollection, a recounting of this little section of Luke chapter 2. It is also a call to listen. To everyone who sings it and hears it, when you're walking through the trees down in Founders Park and suddenly that song plays on the loop, it's a call to listen that goes beyond the memory of the moment. Hark, the herald angels sing. Hark means something like pay attention. Herald, that means the announcer of the king. Angel, that's the messenger of God. Sing, that means they've got something to say. This song is a faithful reminder of one of Jesus' most frequent teachings. That we need to pay attention to what gets our attention. Do you know that God's word teaches that? Pay attention to what gets your attention. Because listening starts with a decision about what gets your attention. And the Bible says that you are in charge of it. See, here's what we know. Attention is a limited resource. 
You, you can't pay attention to too many things at the same time. We pretend we can, don't we, sometimes, right? But, but you can't. Attention is a limited resource, and you are in charge of what gets your attention. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it is a choice, you know. This happens in my home sometime. I'll be watching a movie or watching a video on my phone, and my wife will call from the other side of the house. She'll say, Ethan, and I'll say, yes, honey. And then, assuming that she has my attention, she'll just start talking, and I'll keep watching whatever I'm watching. And then at the end, she'll say, were you paying attention? And I, of course, will say, yes. And then I will search my subconscious for the few syllables I did hear and try to reconstruct those syllables into a coherent thought. You've done this, haven't you, right? And then after failing to do it, I will have to concede on second thought, I wasn't paying attention. And she'll say, well, are you paying attention now? And I will, of course, say, yes. And she'll say, did you pause the movie? And I'll say, no. And she'll say, then you're not paying attention. Because attention is a limited resource. And we are in charge of what gets our attention. Paul puts it this way. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about that. Pay attention, he says, to what gets your attention. Maybe even right now. You need to pay attention. This last week, this last month, just this morning, pay attention to what got your attention. Where is your mind focused? What percentage of your mind is focused on the things you receive from a computer screen or a smartphone? Isn't it stunning what a high percentage of our mind is focused on those things? Or focused on, on your work? Or, I mean, I just don't know. What, what, just pay attention, as I guess how I'm saying. Pay attention to what gets your attention. Jesus does this all the time. Regularly, when he's teaching, he begins his teaching with the command to listen. Because he knows people aren't paying attention to what gets their attention. Uh, at one time he says, listen, you have been letting go of the commands of God and paying attention to the traditions of people. But I tell you, listen to me, everybody. That's what Jesus says. Sounds like a, a toddler at a family gathering. Pay attention to me, Jesus says. One time he's in the middle of this sermon, Luke chapter 6. It's a super long sermon. I love this. This makes me feel good. And in the middle of the sermon, he says this. But to you who are listening, because Jesus knows full well that halfway through a sermon, half the people aren't listening. So he says, okay, if anybody is still listening, here's what I say 
to the few people left that are paying attention. Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. So many of Jesus' teachings either begin or end with this instruction. To the one who hears, let them hear. To the one who has ears to hear, let them hear. To the one who is listening, let them listen. Even God gets in on the act. Uh, at the mountain of transfiguration, when Jesus is revealed in all his glory and his disciples see clearly who he is, the voice of the spirit of God comes and says, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. And that is the message of this song, right? Over and over again. Hark! Do you hear what I hear? Because what I hear in this song is a reminder to pay attention. And if we were going to pay attention to this song uh, by Charles Wesley and George Whitfield, what would we find ourselves paying attention to? Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb. That first stanza there would have us pay attention. Put it up on the screen there so we can pay attention to it. Thank you, that's great. It would have us pay attention to his divinity. That's where they start, right? Christ worshiped by heaven. Christ, the eternal God. Christ born not of human will and human action, but born by God's decision in a virgin's womb. This is where they start. They say, pay attention to the divinity of Christ. They go on. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hailed incarnate deity, Apparently, once I pick the wrong key, I can't change because I'm still stuck. Pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Pay attention to the one who is truly God. Now, truly in the flesh, we worship Jesus because he's truly God, but we can follow Jesus. Because he truly lived as us. Emmanuel means God with us. And he truly lived with us in history, in time, walking on the ground with human feet so that we might have a Lord not just to worship but to follow. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. And then he goes on. Hail the heaven-born prince of peace. Hail the son of righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Again, pay attention to Jesus. But now not just who he is, but who he is to us. As John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he sent his son not to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. That word saved means to heal, to make whole, to rescue. 
And the song brings our attention to this reality of Jesus. Light and life to all he brings. With healing. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that we no more may die. Born to raise those of the earth. Born to give them second birth. Who he is. And now what he does. As Philippians 2 reminds us, he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself, lays his glory by, lays his glory aside, born so that he would die, so that we need not die, born to rise so that we can have new life. Pay attention. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Listen to what the announcing messengers of God say, glory to the king. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Pay attention to who he is but then pay attention to what he's done. God and sinners reconciled. I've noticed in my day-to-day life, I meet a lot of sinners. Practically all I meet are sinners. But I've noticed that some of the sinners that I meet worry about their relationship with God. They wonder if they and God are square. As if maybe they didn't pay attention to what the angels said about Jesus. That through him, God and sinners can be reconciled, restored, made new, rebound in relationship because of the sacrifice and mercy of Jesus Christ. That's what he's done. Pay attention to what Jesus has done. Joyful all ye nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim. Christ is born in Bethlehem. But it's not just what he's done that we pay attention to. It's what he will do. When every knee shall bow and every tongue confess and every nation Rise to worship him. Join the triumph in the skies. That's Thessalonians, right? The trumpet will sound and Christ will return and we will go to meet his victory parade in the sky, return to earth and with the angelic host proclaim that Christ, the true and promised king, has come. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Glory to the newborn king. Are you listening? That's really all we're going to do this whole series long. Is just listen to these songs. Notice though an interesting thing. In that song... Every time we encounter the call to listen, hark the herald angels sing, it is paired 
with the declaration of Christ's lordship. Glory to the newborn king. Every time, hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. And this reveals something about listening that is also deeply embedded in the biblical text. That listening is, as we've already discussed, is about what gets your attention. But listening is also about what gets your allegiance. I can hear echoing in my memory my father speaking to me. Uh, Not just one time, but many times I can hear the situation. I have received an instruction of some sort from my mother. And I have heard the instruction and I have understood the instruction. I just haven't yet decided if I'm going to obey it. And my father can see in my countenance my indecision as I consider this instruction. And my father's voice says to me, you better listen to your mother. When my father says that, he is not talking about my attention. It is clear I have already given my mother my attention. I heard what she said. He is talking in that moment about my allegiance. This is what the voice of God is trying to say when when the voice of God's spirit says, this is my beloved son, listen to him. He doesn't just mean give him your attention. He means give him more your allegiance. This is what Jesus means when Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Do you hear there how the call to listen is both about what do you give your attention and about what do you give your allegiance? So, if you hear what I hear, which is the the question of the series, right? Do you hear what I hear? If you hear what I hear in this song and in God's word today, then that would mean that you would hear what I hear, which is these two questions. Maybe as you sing this song, you hear these two questions. What are you listening to? And are you truly listening? What are you listening to these days? What actually has your attention? What are you paying attention to? What magazine, news site, influencer, social media personality, friend, neighbor, parent, teacher, what are you listening to? Who has your attention? Your own desires, gut, heart, a friend, a neighbor, a spouse, a thought leader, a politician, the TikTok algorithm, the YouTube algorithm? The editorial voice of the New York Times or Fox News or CNN or whoever it is. What are you listening to? And then 
if you are trying to listen to Jesus, are you truly listening? Jesus said, Blessed is the one who hears my words and does them. That's what Jesus said. Do you hear how he's addressed both these questions? Both what are you listening to and are you truly listening? Both of these are part of what it means to hark. The herald angels sing. And maybe today, God's Spirit's already made clear to you kind of which one of these questions you need to wrestle with. Or maybe even both. But if you'd let me, I'd like to draw our attention together, especially to this first question. Because I'm concerned today about a certain way of being a Christian. I'm concerned about it because it's a spiritual threat to my life. And I'm a very selfish person, so if something threatens me, I I care about it a lot. But, But I'm willing to share it with you because I think it also might be a spiritual threat to your life. I'm concerned about this way of being a Christian. The way in which we give God and Jesus our theoretical allegiance. But we don't actually pay attention to him. You know, like the little kid who puts their hands over their ears and says, la, 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 I can't hear you because they know if they were to hear what their parents said, well, then they'd have to do it, right? But if they pretend they can't hear, then they didn't disobey because they never heard the instruction. I had a more sophisticated way of doing this as a young boy on a Saturday when I knew my mom had chores for me. I had a strategy, worked pretty well. I would get up early and be out of the house fast on the other side of the creek. Do you have any idea how hard it is to hear someone from the other side of a noisy creek? It is near impossible. I could spend the whole day on the other side of the creek because if I didn't hear my mom tell me to clean my room, then I technically wasn't disobeying her. That can happen to a Christian's life. God has our theoretical allegiance. We've just allowed ourselves to stop paying attention we're so giving all of our attention to so many other things. We are, I'm not even saying it's malicious. I'm not even saying it's like me as a young boy running across the creek so I wouldn't hear my mom tell me to clean my room. I'm not even saying you did it on purpose. I'm not even saying I did it on purpose. I'm just saying it can happen. That you can actually live a life where you stop ever giving God your undivided attention. Hark! The herald angels sing. Maybe I could ask you this question. This is the question I'm asking myself, so I'll let you ask it too. Do you have any strategy by which you give God your undivided 
divided attention. Were you to say, God, in this context, in this moment, in this place, I listen to you. Even 10 minutes a day, do you have a way to do that? And here's what I know. Some of you I know well. I know you, you in fact, do have a way to do that. And, and you could give testimony right now to how that enriches your life and directs your life and steers your life. Praise God for that. Maybe I'm focusing my attention on those of you who answered no to that question. Do you have a strategy by which to give God your undivided attention? A time of prayer that you've set aside to just, just give glory to God. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. A time of study that you've set aside to listen to and obey God's teaching. Pay attention to what has your attention. I know it is easy to get distracted, but in the long run, you are in charge of what you pay attention to. You pay attention to what you pay attention to because you've decided what to pay attention to. Believe me, I wish that wasn't the case when I ignore my wife to watch movies instead. I wish I could say, I couldn't help it. The pause button broke. I had no, no. You decide what you pay attention to. And the same thing is true for my life spiritually. So, I said I had a blessing for you. And I believe I do. Because I believe that paying attention to the Spirit of God, deciding to pay attention to God, will pour spiritual blessing into your life. In a world of chaos and pain and darkness and evil, I believe the decision to pay attention to Jesus will give you strength and hope and light and power. And if you've never done it, it may be one of the most wonderful experiences of your life. So I've got some ideas for you, okay? Some Christmas-themed ideas for how to listen, how to hark, just like the herald angels said. Here's idea number one. Ready? This, you could call this the, the do you hear what I hear challenge. Here's what I want you to do. Every time you're in Bojangles or McDonald's or any of those fancy places you go where you hear Christmas music playing, and you're going to hear it everywhere for the next month, right? It's going to be everywhere for the next month. Do, do, do this. Every place you go where you hear Christmas music, decide to listen to it to remember what it says about Jesus and just for a moment give Christ your undivided attention. Just every time you hear the music play, every time you hear a song and you know a little bit of the lyrics, you're just gonna stop and think about what they claim about Jesus and give Jesus your undivided attention. You're just gonna put Jesus and listening to Christ into every moment of your day. Maybe you wanna try that. And I, I really think, I, I've been doing this for a couple weeks as we kind of were prepping this series. I've been doing this, and Christmas music started playing a few places. I've been doing this for a couple weeks. I'll just be honest, it has anchored my life to the spirit of God and the blessing of Jesus in a way that absolutely caught me off guard. It has been so, it's just been pleasant to draw my attention to Christ regularly throughout the day. I'll be on my phone reading the news, making me mad, and I'll hear a Christmas song. And I made this commitment, so I have to put my phone down. And listen to the lyrics and worship Christ. And my whole day is reoriented. 
Now, maybe that idea sounds stupid to you. Okay, I got another idea. Maybe you could try this. If you read the first chapter of Matthew today and read one chapter of Matthew every day, you'll finish it on Christmas. Maybe that's how you're going to do it. You're going to say, Jesus, I'm going to give you my undivided attention once a day, every day, between now and Christmas. I'm just going to read one chapter. I'm going to read the story of your life and the gospel of Matthew between now and Christmas. Maybe that's how you want to give Jesus. Maybe you think that idea is stupid too, and you've got a different idea. Honestly, super duper. I just want you to make this your prayer. This is my prayer today. This is what I hear when I hear that song, and maybe this could be your prayer. God, I want to give you my undivided attention. The band's going to come out. We're going to sing just the first verse of this song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, one more time. And maybe just as we sing, maybe you would just make that your prayer. Maybe we could just pray together. Maybe if this is your prayer, you would just pray it with me right now. God, I want to give you my undivided attention. God, I am so easily distracted. I'm distracted by sickness and death in loved ones. Distracted by my stupid phone and news websites and the newspaper and physical health and difficulties of work, struggles getting homework done at school. So easily distracted. But I want to pay attention to you, Christ. Maybe it'll be the songs I hear at Starbucks or the mall or on the radio. And I'll just hear it and I'll remember, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to pay attention to Jesus. Maybe it'll be a commitment to your word. Maybe you've got some other strategy in mind, God, but I want it. I want a way to give you my undivided attention. This is our prayer right now. May your spirit answer it in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.